Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things podcast. I have taken a bit of a break because shit is hard right now. Um, Before I get started, and hopefully I won't be too long, although there's plenty to say, I am exhausted. Um, I want to elevate the names. I said this the last podcast that I uh, recorded, and unfortunately there are more names to say of black human beings that have been killed, murdered at the hands of police. Um, First one I'll note is Tony McDade, a trans man who was killed by police. I'm not going to do I'm not going to give you the whole story because you can Google it. It's free for me, just like it is for you. Um, George Floyd, I think that's the name that most people are um, putting at the forefront right now, but I don't want people to forget that um, all black lives matter all of them. So that's trans folks, that's LGBTQ folks, that is all Black Lives Matter. So in case you were confused as to where this stance is on this podcast, um, know know that. Um, And the last one that I will name is David uh, McAtee, who's in Louisville. You haven't heard his name too much, but also killed by the hands of law enforcement. And let me just go ahead and remind y'all that this is my podcast, Shamina. This is funded by me, executive produced by me. These are my views and my views alone. I don't consult with anybody on this because this is mine. So it has been, I hope you're listening. If you are listening to this, you are at the bare minimum aware of all of the activity and the energy and the change that is happening. And I say change lightly, like change little C, because we haven't seen very much yet. As of this recording, um, they finally uh, changed the charges for the first, the officer who killed uh, George Floyd, and then finally put up charges and I think actually arrested the other three. But that low-key, that don't mean shit. Like, unless there's a conviction and and these people... get charged and are found guilty for the murders that they commit and the accessory to murder that they committed, then there's not a reason for me to get excited. There's not. This has happened before. Um, And we're still waiting for them to bring um, charges and arrest those uh, officers who murdered Breonna Taylor. So uh, there's only so much excitement that I'm going to get. And by excitement, I mean I'm not excited at all. Um, that's the bare fucking minimum. Um, this is an E for explicit episode. But um, I want to remind everybody who's listening, Black folks, if you're listening, I see y'all, I hear you. Uh, I'm certainly doing my part to hold space for us. Um, white folks or non-Black people of color that are listening, listen up because y'all collectively have work to do. So that shouldn't be a new thing, especially as all of these think pieces and some of these stink pieces that come out Um, reminding people of what, like, decent human uh, behavior could look like, should look like. Um, But I do want to really think, for people to think about, your black friends are tired. Your black friends are exhausted. I'm your black friend. I'm tired. I'm, like, super emotional, and I can't always figure out, like, where the emotion comes from, because it's not, like, I haven't watched any of the videos because I'm not going to put myself in that kind of trauma. Hearing about it is enough and seeing it ad nauseum on social media or the news is enough. So I'm not going to watch the videos because I don't need to see a lynching. Um, 
but we are tired. We are showing up to meetings because I'm sure many people value stability and a, a consistent paycheck and benefits, but we are tired. We are exhausted. And there's so many of us in a variety of spaces that are, and I don't speak for the whole black community. Um, I speak for myself. Um, and I see what uh, black folks are looking like right now. And we look tired. We look tired. Um, and yet still we are out here um, sharing stuff on social media, gathering our white the white people in our life, the non-black people of color in our life, giving them resources, constantly giving. It's like if we're showing people really like, this is how you could be. Like you could be decent at a basic. Um, and I've, I found myself getting frustrated with myself as I, in my workspace, I'm like sharing articles and I'm really, this is no toot on my horn. This is just my truth. Like sharing with people what I'm feeling right now. And I'm like, Heike, like, as a person who um, feels really strong in my emotional intelligence and ability to manage my emotions, think about the people who don't have that capacity, who haven't done work on themselves, gone to therapy, and, and figured out how um, to manage to cope in this, if there is a way to do that. Um, but if, if I'm struggling, like, think of the, the Black folks in our organization that are struggling. We don't want to talk about this insert with y'all we don't we're tired there's no you can't say sorry that's not going to resolve it so yeah it's just it's been a really challenging time and I'm seeing um so far I've only had to unfriend and block I think six people on Facebook and I'm low-key never on Facebook so it didn't really matter on that point uh I thought it would be more to be honest, but for right now, it's only been six. And so I do the swift unfollow, unfriend and block because I don't, let's just go ahead and send a very clear message and they're probably not checking for me anyway. Um, but then also making sure that I check in with uh, what I'll call my sister circle. If I'm going back to like the 90s, um, my sister circle and then the black men in my life who I love them all it, very deeply and making sure that I'm sharing resources with them so that they can have access to this information that seems to just come across my feed based on who I follow and whatnot. But I think it's hard to be in a space as um, a leader in an organization. That doesn't mean you're the top of it, but you're maybe you're part of a leadership team and you become the voice of like all the black people in the organization. Even if you say like, I'm not, I don't speak for all black people. I'm speaking for myself. Um, people will still be like, well, Shamina said this or blah, da, 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 da. And it's not, it's not even that. So I can't undo that for people. So what I know that I have, a, I feel a responsibility to use my voice in a way that people are going to hear and be responsive to. Because I also, I don't want to be in a space with colleagues, with people who act like nothing's happening. Like you're going to hear this black voice from this black queer person, um, female identified person in this organization and I'm going to share with you some of the things that I have shared with my group and I hope that if you have the capacity to that you're able to use your voice to share some of these things with people um, that you work with that you love that are your friends and sometimes people don't realize that you're they're your associate and they think that you're their friend um it's weird because I've had people who I haven't literally communicated with in 
since high school. So this is like late nineties being like, I see you. And I'm like, I'm, I'm having to look through the, the feed to be like, who in the hell is this? Um, and I don't share my phone number very easily. So I haven't got a bunch of, a number of texts, but like social media, I'm pretty liberal with who I follow and who I allow to follow me. But I was like, who is this? So I'm, I've got to scroll back a year or so and be like, oh, let me check my yearbook real quick to see who this is. So get out of that with the, the coming out the woodworks to be like, I see you. Really? You all of a sudden see me? I haven't spoken to you in like 20, 25 years. And even then, we weren't friends. We just went to the same school. But do you, girl? Um, I have been, so some of the things that I have shared with the folks that I work with or on social media, um, that things that I have grained and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know I need that. Oh, I forgot that that was an option because you, when you're in, you're dealing with trauma. Um, it may not be firsthand trauma, but that doesn't mean hearing those things are not, um, bring about like a traumatic experience. Um, one of them has been to, for myself, ask for flexibility. Um, with timelines, with deadlines, with um, I'm going to start later in the day, <coughs> excuse me, and or I'm not going to be on this meeting because I just don't feel like it. Because when I tell you I have cried on these, like, I think three Zoom meetings in the last week, and it is exhausting. And I'm a person, like, if I'm crying, like, I am so tired afterward, it doesn't, like, I don't want to do anything. And so, of course, I turn off my video and I mute myself, and I'm just, I then become a spectator in that, because it's overwhelming. One time I did, I just left the meeting, and I texted my boss, and I was like, I can't do this. Thank you for understanding, um, and even if he didn't understand, I was, I was thankful anyway, because he was going to. Um, let's see, I have pushed for, uh, us to do something in support of black people in the organization and reminding people that we are number one, not a monolith. So we don't all need the same things. And number two, to lump us in with POC is not good enough. Um, I also, it's weird because I feel this responsibility. And at the same time, I'm like, I'm tired. Let me be tired. But it's, it's this torch that I don't know how to put down because I don't want other people to experience what I think they might experience. Now, I've only been at the place that I work at for like a year and some, but even then I'm like, well, I don't want anybody to go through this if I have an ability to interrupt it before it starts. Because real talk, like white people, like they do that well-intentioned shit. And as you, we all know, the road to hell is often paved, it's paved with good intentions. And then we'll be having this whole blown up thing. And I'm like, let me use my voice to be helpful. So I've, I've reminded folks of that and that there is no fix for this. There's nothing that you can say to me and likely to any other black person that is going to help. Don't tell me you're sorry because I don't care. Don't ask me how I'm doing because I don't want to talk about it or I don't want to talk about it with you. And that's OK. You manage your feelings over there because I, none of us have time to to cradle your feelings. None of us do. I, like I said, I don't speak for all black people, but none of us do. Just trust me on that. Trust me on that, okay? Um, let's see. I was joking with some friends that I'm like, I want, I want like a racial stipend. Um, and then I saw an article that talked about like uh, pay st- impacted staff hazard pay. And I was like, that's not a terrible idea. Because I, I certainly feel like I am, I'm, I'm risk managing to a degree um, with like, 
yeah, we shouldn't say that. Or like if we put out this statement, now is the time. I've seen online like this is the cookout that people be inviting white people to and non-black people of color, which I don't do. But I'm like, this is the cookout. This is when you bring your ambrosia or whatever salad that has raisins in it that ain't nobody going to eat. This is it. This is when you show up. This is the time to say black lives matter. What we're not going to do is all lives matter this shit. We're not. We're not going to do that. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to distance myself from that publicly because I'll respond to everybody and be like, I didn't co-sign on this shit. Um, thankfully, I ha- I'm working with people who are like, you're right. Like, thank you. Like what? Like, and constantly asking, what do you need? And checking in. I'm like, first of all, I need you to stop checking in because I'm not going to respond to everything. Uh, but then I'm also like, well, shit, pay me. What? What? Pay me. Cause make the dollars make sense. Um, I don't know if that's gonna happen, but I feel like I'm gonna bring that up because why not? Cause I'm doing a whole like I didn't get into DEI related work. That's that's not what I know how to do, and that's not what I want to do. But here I am making sure that we don't look look ridiculous. And I don't think we look terribly ridiculous, but my presence and like making sure that I do what I can to elevate the voices of other black people is helping. It's helping us immensely. And I know that. Um, and then another thing I found myself doing, this is the part where I'm getting pissed off at myself, is like I'm sharing articles of basically like how to be a less shitty white person. Like, don't do these things. Things not to say on the Monday morning after all of the the protests that are happening. Um, don't refer to them as um, uh, encouraging people to participate in peaceful, nonviolent protests. Because that the subtext of that is that you think the people are going to be out here and be violent, and then it's some gonna, how going to impact you. When this doesn't have anything to do with you, it has nothing to do with you. And so policing how people behave, how people exhibit, how they want to um, be involved or support this um, experience right now is not to be policed. So it was one of those things like you can do this wrong and you can do it real wrong, but I'm going to do what I can in my own capacity to help. Um, and I think it's the, the helper in me, the, um, the acts of service as my love language. It's those things in me that don't want to see people fail and for people to be out here being a shit show. And I'm, I'm frustrated with myself for that. And at the same time, I'm like, it must be done. And I don't want to wait for somebody else to do it. I don't want to wait for, you know, I don't want to wait to be disappointed. So let me go ahead and put it on out there. Um, another thing that I have been super clear on. So, and if you're a black person that's listening to this, I have been super clear and we can call it bold. We can call it like empowered. I'm confident. I'm not sure you can call it what you want, but I have been super clear that I am not leading this cause. I am not leading this for the organization. I will chime in and I will, I will help course correct when I see it it may be going, you know, make a hard right. And I'm like, nah, we got it. We got it. We got to get back over here. Um, but I'm not leading this. I'm not going to intentionally put the labor of this on my back because I am hurting as well. So 
consult with whom you want to. If you're looking for somebody to consult with, I can hopefully find or direct you to, you know, someone who you can pay for their services to help with this, but it can't be me. This is too real. And I can't be over here dealing with my stuff and then helping shape how the whole organization does all of these things. So I think for me, it was a real moment of clarity and that I needed to use my voice and not everybody's going to be able to do that. And that's okay. I found it super helpful and it lifted a weight up my off my shoulders like now it's it's time for the white folks and the non-black people of color to start you start lifting it's your your turn if there's something to pass here's the stick here's the talking stick here's the action it can't just all be me it cannot because i'm gonna put a fee attached to this and you're gonna give me this hazard pay this racial stipend whatever you want to call it it's i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna be asking for that because this is a labor that no one else is um, is carrying. Because if you're carrying it, you, you must be secretly carrying it. And we should be communicating about how we're supporting the whole organization. So there's that. Um, and thankfully, it hasn't been all bad by any means. But it's, it's, a, it's a lesson. It's a lesson. Um, there's growth in this for me. There's growth in this for the folks who I get, engage with internally and externally. And let me, let me, I'm going to end this um, because this, I didn't have any structure. Usually I have some notes, but today is just, it's real raw and uncut. Um, if you are a white person that's listening to this and you find yourself to be the re- voice of reason on so many things, maybe you should just stop talking to people who are unreasonable. It's okay to do that. It's okay to smooth slide out of that, you know, online relationship and not say anything and let your, let your disappearance speak for itself. I know people are like, well, I want to save my family and I want to see, maybe your family or your friends are just trash. Maybe they ain't shit. How about that? We all make mistakes in terms of who we connect with sometimes. And you got to be brave enough sometimes to be like, you know what? Is this even worth it? I can't change everybody. Let me, because I'm not going to argue with people online. That's that's one thing I don't do. I remember somebody tried to argue with me a few years ago. This is right when um, uh, the Cheeto got into, like, got elected that night. He was trying to go off. And I was like, what you're not going to do is come on my black ass, uh, I think it was Facebook at the time, and try to tell me anything. I'm going to leave this up long enough for you to see it, and then I'm going to delete, unfriend and block your ass. So I left it up for about a day to make sure that he could see it because um, I tagged him in it because that's what I do. Um, that's what I used to. That's the former me. But, um, yeah, you can let those trash-ass people go. That's fine. You're going to be all right. Um, and invest your time and energy into who are you talking to the people who, like, who want to actually learn. What are you telling your kids? What are you telling the people that you work with? How are you showing up in your organization? Who are you doing business with? Have you opened your purse to donate? And it doesn't take a lot to donate. People sometimes think you have to have $50, $100, $200 to donate. If you don't get this 10 or $20 into the hands of people who are doing this work on the ground, any of those dollar amounts count, any of them. If it's money, it's going to go towards something. So I really encourage people to invest in that way. And here I will share with you two funds that I uh, I opened my wallet for because I have the capacity to do that right now. One is Reclaim the Block. And then you can look that up. It's not deep. Reclaim the Block. And the other one is um, the Loveland Foundation. Um, I loved that one because that was a, there's a therapy fund for black women and black girls to provide access to free therapy for people who cannot afford it. And that 
it just really, it was a place that really hit home. So yeah, that's this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll see if I can get back on a regular schedule, but no, this, this shit is hard. I'm trying to manage my own emotions. So when I need to take a break, I will take one, but uh, feel free to slide in my DMs if you have questions. But you guys stay safe out there. COVID, uh, coronavirus is still out there. So let's let's make sure that we're washing our hands. If you if you if your way of engaging um, is to be out in the streets and to uh, protest and to do the things that are important to you in the way that ways that are meaningful for you, please take the precaution because coronavirus is still out there. There's still no vaccine. Testing is available maybe depending on where you live so let's not forget that that's out there so all right y'all take care bye